Chapter 26 A Flow of Potential Kyla tried to force thoughts of Quinn from her head. She had not dimensed the woman's hand into the stone floor on purpose, but her heart could not accept anything but guilt over her friend's loss. Her friend. She did not have any of those to spare these days. Sensual Sly hadn't been her friend, but neither had she been an enemy, not truly. It seemed nobody was safe if they were close to her. Watch your tail, Naxie. I might stomp on it before I know what I'm doing. Nax meowed and hopped onto Dunipal's lap. The Donesmaster hadn't moved since Kyla had entered his room. It was a mess, with dirty food trays and a scattering of empty wine bottles on the floor. His bed was in disarray, the blankets twisted and matted from his nighttime tossings and turnings. At Kyla's entrance, he looked up, grow away, on his lips. The words died before escaping his mouth. He wore a loose tunic, the ties unlaced at the throat. His plain charcoal pants had smudges of ash, mud, and dried egg upon them. His white hair had been smoothed back over his skull, and his beard trimmed to respectability. But despite the weary lucidity in his eyes now, Kyla could not help but recall his insane straining when she'd battled him at Ori's home. And then his hell-spawn form, a gigantic oily black demon towering over the ash barrens. Now he looked like a man, dignified except for the exhaustion that pulled the skin beneath his eyes into black half-moons. The Vazan gave him a regal, almost kingly aspect unless one knew that the gems that encircled the gold band concealed bolts that threaded through his scalp and into his skull. Sensual Thine and her foul protege Hannah had installed the hateful relic on Kyla's head. She knew its effects well. Before, Eeples had always looked at Kyla with abject hatred. Now it was suspicion. I saw you in the thinny cavern, he said. She was well aware of this fact. I saw you too. I was distracted by the Rat Queen's ritual. She tried to drown my beloved one. She continued weakly. I might have said hello otherwise. Eeples had not made the slightest effort to dislodge Nax from his lap. Why the cat had jumped there was beyond Kyla. You do remember that he tried to kill me many times, don't you? She sent. I can tell he won't hurt me. Huff has spent time with him, Henley said, explaining what Nax would not. The Thinnies, Sly, Quinn, all victims of Kyla's anger or her fear, but not Eeples. The only thing she'd ever done was defend herself against him, and she'd not done that very well. She searched his face even as he did the same to her. She sought echoes of that implacable hatred she'd seen before. What did he seek? Perhaps evidence that she was worthy of such animosity? Or maybe he wondered how such an unlikely person had been cursed with so much power. Don't worry, girl, he said at last. I won't hurt you. Highest, Quiv said, urging Kyla to get on with severing the approaching sensuals from Eeple's power. The Mercus was alive to Kyla, moving through space like cables of sensation. She saw them as light, 
She could just as easily have heard them or felt them with her fingers. An even bolder way to study them would be to bring their tastes and smells to her senses. The power flowing from meeples had not been manifested into bolts of the senses yet. It was all of them and none of them, a flow of potential. But a flow nonetheless. That was the trick with source taps. The power pushed toward the merculin attempting to wield it. Someone strong, like Kyla, could hold it at the ready. Someone relatively weak, like Highest Flay, had to use the excess or dump it. Otherwise they'd be burnt out by it, which was why the sensual coming for her had Flay's sink gem. Eeple's power had not diminished since being crowned with the Vazan. The tap gems were at his temples, emeralds, each worth a terracide rowhouse. A purple gem, Carla thought it was amethyst, was positioned between the eyebrows where the golden band dipped to a point. Had it not been a mercosine prison, the Vazan might have been an impressive crown indeed. Over the ears were rubies the size of night skirl eggs. Kyla knew the one over his left ear shone brightly when the wearer told a lie. It also punished lies with spikes of agony through the brain. The one over the right ear allowed for will shift. She didn't know what the ones at the back of the skull did. Those were sapphire. Only one of the emeralds was tapped. Henley stood next to the don'ts master, leaning close to activate the gem. You broke my nose, Don Eeples said to him. I did. You were trying to kill my... my friend. But later you kept me alive. Made me stronger when my way quelled and chained me like a bat-bit hound. I did. Eeples lifted a hand. It seemed to take an extraordinary amount of effort. He took hold of Henley's hand. Curse you for that. Curse you, you killed damned bastard. Henley drew back, huff-muled in irritation. The orange cat had been rubbing against Eeple's shins. He saved your life, Kyla said. That's why I curse him. True compassion would have had him slide a blade across my throat. What? And have Highest Flay kill him for it? Kyla said. Eeples had no answer for this, but what tortured man could look back with forgiveness for those who prolonged his pain, no matter their intention or situation? You might sever that flow of the Mercus any time now, Quiv said. They must have Atlans pulling their wagon. That sensual is coming, and fast. Kyla felt it, the ever-growing spark at the end of the cord of power streaming from Eeples. The truth was she was tired of severing things. If I cut it, if I could cut it, what happens to the sensual? Like a rope under strain, Henley said. I spent a year before the mast on one of my father's ships. When a line breaks, it whips back, strikes like a snake. I saw a sailor lose an eye from such a break. Same thing with severed taps. Kyla nodded. That made sense to her. But who does it strike? The sensual or Eeple's? Done, Eeples, the tired don'ts master said. I may be your captive, but I will not tolerate disrespect. Highest, please, Quiv urged Kyla. The sensual comes to promise bind you or force you to attack him. The others follow close on his heels. 
he had moved to a window, a narrow flickbow slit covered by a blanket for a curtain. He pulled it aside. There, I see the wagon. There are other Merculans aboard. Cut him off and perhaps he'll give it up as a lost cause. It is a lost cause, Eeples said. None but me can stand against her. She will scorch them from existence as surely as Father Till burns the damned. These gems are Mercusine relics, Kyla said, doing her best to ignore both men. I think each of them is independent of the others. These green ones are force taps, allowing any Merculin without the skill to perform force tap directly to access power. So we unbolt it? Henley asked. I think so. I've tried, Eeples said. You're all daft as beggars. I was a beggar for a while, Henley said, until I was a thief. He lightly slapped Kyla's hand away from the gem. I'll do it. If something bad happens, I don't want you getting hurt. She wasn't sure if she should be offended or flattered. Both feelings warred in her, muting her objections. Henley threaded a bit of Mercus and began to twist the active tap gem. Eeples grimaced. Kyla well knew how weird and painful the removal was. The turns of the screw made grinding sounds inside Eeple's head as the threads of the bolts turned in his skull. They're to the crumbled arch, Quiv said. The road is strewn with debris. They'll have to... Mercus' feats flared. Quiv gasped. No. No, he knows how to fling the fallen columns aside. There it is, Henley said softly. The bolt pulled from Eeple's skull and the flow of Mercusine ceased instantly. Eeples winced and squeezed his eyes shut. The sensual collapsed, Quiv cried. He let out an indecorous whoop, then cleared his throat and gripped the collar of his don'smaster's robes, looking embarrassed. The, the wagon has stopped. The other Merculans are coming on foot. They will force me into combat, won't they? As long as you are within reach, voluptuary men has made a cold calculation. If you kill her sensuals, the truth of your evil will be proved. If you submit to the promise binding, you will be hers to control. But doesn't she care about the truth? Eeples laughed at that. He fingered the loose gem. Perhaps loosen the others, lad? He asked Henley. No, Kyla said. We've got to go. Where? Highest Quiv asked. If you dimense us across the island, they will still come. Or do you think we can outrun them all? She can fly. What cares she about you? Eeples said. Then in a mocking tone added, Highest Quiv. But Henley caught what Kyla meant to do. There would be no flying, no running, but plenty of hiding. Can you walk, Don Eeples? No. We must not leave him here, Quiv said. He's too powerful a resource. He's too powerful a resource. I see the way of Till has completely forsaken me, Eeples mourned, when they should be rescuing me. Quiv bent close to the don'ts master's face. I was there when you became that hellspawn. I felt your hatred. Do not lecture me. It is you who have forsaken the way. That got Eeples to his feet. And from the satisfied smirk on Quiv's face, the provocation had served its purpose. Where are we going? Quiv asked. The basement, Kyla said. To the Durslin wheel. <laughs>